You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. Remember when you go to BuiltBar.com to use the promo code LOCKEDON to save 15% off your order. As I said at the top, my name is Jeff Ellis. I wrote for Scout 24-7 and a multitude of Cleveland blogs when it came to baseball. I host the Locked On Indians podcast. Today's show, we're going to talk about an up and down weekend. Uh, mostly down, but at least we ended on a positive note in this three-gamer against the Cincinnati Reds. History-making performance, do we start there, start positive? Shane Bieber with two touches of history, as it were, in this one. Uh, Not only is he the first pitcher in the modern era to have his first four starts go for uh, 10Ks or more. We talked about previously he had had uh, five other pitchers he was tied with for first three starts of the year, having 10 or more Ks. This put him in a class by himself. And then since he had 13 strikeouts in this one, this brought his total in his first four games to 48, which ties him with Nolan Ryan for the most through four appearances at the start of the season. Uh, Nolan Ryan did that in 1978. That's quite an accomplishment. I know, again, he's done this exclusively against the Central, which is what he dominated last year as well, but early going on this has been spectacular uh, for all the ups and downs. Uh, in this season, Shane Bieber has been nothing short of filthy. Uh, let's see. Final line for him. Eight innings, six hits, three earned runs, two walks, 13 strikeouts, gave up the one home run. Uh, Emmanuel Classe came in to pitch for the third day in a row. I was a little bit surprised by that, but uh, he picks up his fourth save. It's now clear that he is 100% the closer in this one for the Indians. Jordan Luplo gets his second home run against a right-hander, and I mean, he might just be the full-time center fielder for the Indians. Uh, it's not a role he's played a lot. He's been a corner outfield type in the minors, but it, it could be his role uh, that he is moving towards. With Gamble being sent down, it's kind of funny he finally gets his first hit. It's an extra base hit, no less, and the next day he gets sent to the alternate site. Sam Henches gets called up, and even though the bullpen was heavily worked over the weekend... He didn't get a chance to make his major league debut. We'll get into the other games, but just to dive back into the good one, Fran Reyes with the double, Jose Ramirez with his fourth home run, Roberto Perez with his third home run, and that was the fourth one for Loop Low. I always do the who reach who reached base twice in this one. Well, that's Loop Low and Yu Chen Chang, and that's it. For putting the six runs up, uh, a lot of it was isolated performances, or it was guys uh, putting it together for a little bit here or there. It wasn't, it was six runs on eight hits, and they only had two walks in this game. They're not walking a lot uh, as a team. That's always been something they typically did a lot. We haven't seen it as much this year. I feel like I'm mentioning offensively Yu Chen Chang's name a lot like he is maybe he is you know for we talk about Luplo taking over center field 
maybe there's not going to be a platoon there anymore. Uh, Chang could be isolating first base as his position. Uh, It's a position that isn't his natural position, but he is offensively performing well. He's improving. I know someone's going to be out there like, he's got a 439 OPS and a 231 average. That is very true. But as we go through box scores every single day, it certainly feels like there is incremental improvement with Chang. On the overside, overside? Nope. On the other side of things, was humorous that the one home run given up went to, to Naquin, who's been in a bit of a tailspin. His average, I think, has dropped like 80 points since last week's show, uh, last Monday's show, I should say. Still performing well. That's still his sixth home run of the year. I'm just like, as it occurred, all I could think was, come on, why are you throwing anything but a high fastball to him? Like The, the Indians should know his book better than anyone. Three stars of the game for this one. My little bit that I've been doing, stealing from the hockey world. Luplo, I mean, obviously, Bieber. Like he, he's a number one in that one, in my opinion. So then it comes down to uh, which hitter do you go with next between the guys who hit the home run. Is it Jose Ramirez? You look at Roberto Perez. Jose Ramirez did have the error in this one, which is, is that like his second in the series? So we'll give it to Roberto Perez whose name comes up uh, yet again, another player who is, I know again, you look at the 194 average, but in 859 OPS, he is performing admirably. I mean, this whole team is low average. Who's the highest average on the team? As I just go through today's lineup, uh, it might be Josh Naylor or it's Luplo. Not a team with a lot of, of high averages, but at least there is some offensive production in there. Again, not what you want to see when you're facing a team like the Reds that lost a lot in the offseason, that really shed players and salary. Last year was their year. They were all in last year. It did not come together for them. They made the postseason. That was the whole goal. Uh, it does help when you have uh, all the teams that can make it last year. And I know I didn't get a chance to preview this series last week like I normally like to, but the Reds are a team. They're just, frankly, not as good as a year ago. One could probably say the same thing about the Cleveland Indians. But with the Reds, I think it's a little bit more dramatic. And taking one out of three is not what I would have predicted or hoped. And, you know, game one was a shellacking. Game two, well, we'll talk about both those games in a moment here, but let's take a quick break first to hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Ring sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagements, Mother's Day, or a simple, beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. This would be the point in the show where we typically go over to Bet Online and check out what the line is for tomorrow's game. 
They have an off day on Monday, so there is no line, but you can find the line for other teams if you're curious to head over to Bet Online. Remember, when you do go to Bet Online, you want to use the promo code LOCKDOWN to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. The White Sox and Red Sox have a game tomorrow. That's who the Indians will be facing on Tuesday and Wednesday. The Red Sox are getting a run and a half with as bad as the Red Sox have been. That would be a very tempting one to to pick. But I, I think I would actually lean into the fact that in all of these matchups, Brandon Woodruff's a really good pitcher getting a run and a half against the Padres and Joe Musgrove. I know uh, Musgrove had the no-hitter this year, but that's the most interesting one. If you want to go check out the lines and all the other things that they have over there, Racebook, Poker, Esports, go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code locked on and get a 50% sign in bo- sign up bonus. That's right, 50%, 5 0. Go check it out for yourself today. Also, check out uh, the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. Getting close to the NFL draft, baseball season's in full swing. So much to talk about. I am sure Bieber will get some run on their show today. So, let's talk about the other games in this series. We're not going to really do a preview for the White Sox because A, the series doesn't start on Monday, and B, it's Rondone versus Lynn. Uh, that's who they were facing last week at this time. Uh, it's a very similar schedule in the early going, and I feel like those are two pitchers uh, fans should have a good handle on, and I profiled both of them in depth last week. So let's talk about the the losses. End of the game, they've had some bad luck of late. So let's talk about the Saturday game, as that one was kind of close uh well i mean not kind of it was close it's just unfortunate how it ended there's no other way around it and a blown save for emmanuel classe even though terrible fielding error by josh naylor and this is where i get annoyed because naylor he's worked hard to get better in the outfield but he's a first baseman right like and they don't have necessarily a great first baseman and honestly, if we, if you are the Indians, I would feel more comfortable with someone like Yu Chen Chang learning to play an outfield, the right field position, than Josh Naylor because Chang's had has a great arm, so he's one of his best tools when he was a shortstop, a third baseman. Uh, he was again a shortstop or third baseman that's a higher athletic profile than a first baseman, and instead you're taking the shortstop third baseman, moving him to first. And taking the first baseman and having him play in the outfield, it just does not seem optimal. Um, now, in the past week, both of those players have had uh, late in-game moments of negativity defensively. Uh, both of those when Class A was pitching, and it's just unfortunate. But at the same time, the Saturday game, are you going to get really annoyed that they lost 3-2? to two? I mean, it was, again, offensively, not ideal. Uh, but they had eight hits. I mean, they had eight hits in the Sunday affair. Where they got six runs, but they did have the three home runs to help out. And this one, they had a double, a triple, and a home run. When you're going through and looking, Jimenez reached base twice. Uh, also reaching base twice was Eddie Rosario, Jose Ramirez. They had some moments and some opportunities. They just really stunk when it came to uh, stringing things together. And that's that's where it comes back. 
Uh, I just remember watching this one, and I was kind of surprised when McKenzie ended up going five innings, uh, 87 pitches to get there. And the reason I was surprised by that was the fact that he he looked at points like he was not hitting his spots well, or he would work some counts. And early on, like about the time he gave up the home run, and then the inning after that, he just he didn't look terribly sharp. Seemed to get a little bit better as he settled in. Uh, velocity still kind of lower, not as low as it was at the end of last season, but still not ideal. Still, great performance, great line. He's one of the stars of the game for the Indians in this one with five innings pitched, five hits, the one run on that one home run, four walks, seven strikeouts, and a home run. He also had a balk, which didn't turn into anything as he struck out the batter with runners on, what, second and third at that point in time, if memory serves. And, yeah, I mean, that was his only other, like, non-traditional box score thing. On the other side of things, we talk about the fact that the Indians had eight hits in this game. They also had four walks and two intentional walks and a hit by pitch. So they had base runners for days. They had, what's that? Uh, If you, two and one is three, three and four is seven, seven plus eight is 15 base runners, two runs. I mean, that's just, that's why they lost. I mean, you want to go into anything else and there were plenty of reasons to be annoyed in this one. 15 base runners and two runs to show for it. Maybe the most annoying was the thing you're never going to see, like probably the rest of the year. Austin Hedges getting intentionally walked of all players, loads of the bases. And it was annoying more in the regard that like Tristan McKenzie is a pretty good athlete. He did not get a hit in that first at bat. The next at bat with nobody on base, he lines a single. And I'm like, I would have brought two runs in, and then there w- there's not even extra innings. You don't have to worry about this one. Uh, the rest of the team, it's just... You know, I, I, I didn't bother to read the Terry Pluto piece today, if I'm being honest, because it was just like, I don't want to dive into negativity, and I also don't want to dive into over-analysis in the early goings of this season. But, yeah, it's it's frustrating. I mean, it's understandable why fans would be frustrated. And we've also talked about how they've been ridiculously unlucky. You go to Friday's game, I saw someone, and I can't remember exactly who it was or the full rundown, but I mean, this team is hitting the ball hard and have nothing to show for it. And I don't, I can't explain it. It's, they have been incredibly unlucky. I mean, there's no other way around it. This is a team that has been incredibly unlucky and that doesn't cover for all of the offensive issues, but it's also just the truth. I mean, their offense is not as bad as it is shown in the early going of this season. And I'm going to stand by that. Bullpen, Brian Shaw continues to to be a better pitcher now than maybe he was uh, ever in Cleveland in his youth. Uh, another Nick Whitgren comes in to... Uh, after those struggles at the start, strong inning, Karen Chalk with a hold, Class A with the blown save, with the error and three hits turning into one run, and then Oliver Perez comes in, kind of sacrificial lamb uh, in the ninth, largely ineffective uh, in his inning with a, a hit and a walk, one out recorded, also an intentional walk. It's... Ugh. I do not like the runner at second postseason rule. 
I'd rather that, honestly, if we're going to do that, just go for ties, just, you know, something like that. Or if we're going to put the runner on second, switch to the hockey system with points. It's just a win and a loss is such a big deal one way or another. And that whole system is just bunk. It's junk. Not a fan of it uh, on my side of things. Let me know what you think. If you are a fan, if you strongly disagree with my take there, uh, as it ties to the, 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 uh, nope, none of those things, not the postseason, not the offseason, as it applies to extra innings. Boy, uh, not my mental evening. But uh, yeah, that's, that's game two. That's the one, at least with game one, and we'll talk to that in our third part of the show today. It was one of those games that was just bad. It fell apart early. Uh, it's not like the second game where, I mean, they were in it. You go to extra innings and you lose in a heartbreaking fashion in some regards. I'd rather have that game like game one where, I mean, you knew that game was done in the first inning and you can just kind of sit back and watch it if you wanted to or you could go on with the rest of your evening. And either way, uh, it was not the nail-biting affair that we saw in that Saturday game. If you are a fan of Built Bar, and who isn't? Remember, when you go to Built Bar, they are our title sponsor today. You're going to use the promo code LOCKDOWN15. Saves you 15% off your order. That is the same thing you get if you're a repeat customer. And I know that because not only are they a sponsor, but I am a repeat customer at BuiltBar.com. A year later, a year of getting stuff from them, and I'm still buying product. Over the summer, they did a complete redesign and everything's great. I didn't used to like their boosts. I now love them. I have those daily when I finish my coffee. I have the bars for either breakfast or lunch. Everything's good. Go check it out for yourself. You basically can't go wrong. Go get the mix box. That's always my recommendation. Find out what you like, and then next time go and do a, a distribution of the ones that you think are the best. There's so many flavors, and each one, uh, I know someone who likes that or thinks it's their favorite one, or says it's their favorite one, no thanks, they know what their favorite is. But the bottom line is, uh, there's not a bad flavor. Go try it out for yourself. Remember the promo code is LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. Also remember to check out the Lockdown Fantasy Baseball Podcast for all the info you'll need to win your league this year. So I was just realizing as I'm kind of trying to close out uh, box scores from this weekend's games, I don't think I gave a three-star breakdown from the Saturday game. Win or lose, I, I tend to give those out. So Tristan McKenzie, five innings, one run. Of course he gets one well-deserved in this one for him. Uh, you have to go, I think, and give the other one to Jimenez, who had his, I believe, second home run of the year and led the team in total bases in this game. I'm trying to two for three. And... Uh, I mean, when you're doing that with the home run uh, and a double, two extra base hits, that's just, it's a strong performance by him uh, in that one. And then let's give to Brian Shaw, who's been consistently strong this year. And I haven't given one of these out to him yet, but he went one inning, one walk, one strikeout, lowered his ERA to 1.5. Let's uh, reward Brian Shaw for an overall strong performance throughout the course of this year. Friday's game was a, uh, a stinker, for lack of a better word. You know, I mentioned it previously. Matt Gamble pinch hits, gets a double, right? Yeah, and then gets sent down the next day. I'm laughing because I, he actually has his best performance of the year, far and away, and that was his final reward for that. 
You had Naylor with the double, Eddie Rosario, or I'm sorry, wrong Rosario. Ahmed Rosario had his first home run of the year. Jordan Luplo had his third in this one. You had, I mean, three runs, five walks. It was one of their better games for that. Ten hits. So you have ten hits, five walks. You get three runs on that. You also had a pair of errors. Since he only has three walks and 11 hits, so one more hit, two less walks, and uh, the Indians had two errors. Somehow they get 10 when the Indians only get three. It's just the way things have played out throughout the course of the season where the Indians are not putting anything together. Stranded hit here, stranded walk there, get two on, not get any, not have anything to show for it. That's this season. I mean, in this game, Naylor goes three for four. That's one of his better performances of the year, one of the better of any Indian. People reaching base twice, Jimenez, uh, Cesar Hernandez, Jose Ramirez, uh, Ahmed Rosario, of course, Naylor with the three hits, uh, Jake Bowers, uh, Luplo has a pinch hit home run, Gamble has a pinch hit double, and that's just kind of my point. Like They had so many opportunities. Jose Ramirez had an error in Friday's game and in Sunday's game. That's three on the year. Roberto Perez also had an error in this one. And, yeah, it's just you go on Logan Allen. I've been kind of singing his praises in the early goings. And two innings, three hits, five runs, only three earned, two strikeouts. Which is, again, you look at that, three hits, five runs, and two innings. He didn't walk anyone either. Like, that's hard to do. Yes, there was a wild pitch uh, by him, and he hit a batter. So you're looking at four base runners, not counting the errors, obviously, but four base runners turning into five runs. So not only is it a fact of the matter that essentially with the errors, you know, it, it could get up to like six base runners, five runs. It's not just that it's the self-inflictedness with those errors in particular. It's the fact that everyone who reached base virtually came across, that the the other team could put everything together. Whereas the Indians against Jeff Hoffman, who, if you listen to this podcast, I've been talking about Hoffman for, it feels like, eons, because he was never my guy. And this is his third organization for a reason. He's always that stuff over performance type. And seven hits, three walks, only four strikeouts, and just one earned run, which was the a home run. It He let a lot of guys... He was averaging you know, a base runner and a half per inning, and essentially the Indians never brought a base runner home. They had one, one run thanks to a solo shot. I mean, that's, that's almost hard to do. Um, I was curious to see Carson Fulmer, who I was kind of hoping the Indians would uh, take a, a gamble on at some point. He's been really good for the Reds, which are another team that do a great job with pitchers. I'd be curious to see how he continues to do over the course of this year. They do tag Cam Bedrosian for two more runs, but I mean at that point, it's what the ninth inning, uh, and it's a ten to one affair entering that. Uh, Phil Maton gets a second shot of the year, not great. One strikeout gives up a home run, two hits, two earned runs. So again, doesn't walk anyone. Two hits, both base runners score. You go to Quantrell, not great for him. Two innings. Two hits, three walks, one strikeout. 
Uh, at least with his five, five base runners, only two reached the plate, which is much better than uh, the other. And then Trevor Steffen, another outing, another earned run. This time, again, on the home run, he's struggling with the long ball. Two innings, four hits, one earned run, zero walks, four strikeouts. Again, hey, it's only one of the four uh, you know, base runners scored. And that's that's really the killer in this. It's that almost everyone who got on base came across for the Reds. And almost nobody who got on base came across for the Indians. And again, I just... Because even if you're out there going, oh, well, you know, the, the Indians hit two batters, which is true. The Indians also had the only intentional walk in this one. So that, that balances a little bit. And on the whole, it's similar amount of base runners. The Reds were able to put it together and have sustained, sustained success, uh, get some runs across the board. The Indians were not. The Indians have struggled to put together a beginning. Uh, even in their good games, it's been, look at Sunday's game, six runs. Most of those came through home runs. They're not, there's no, and again, they have been unlucky. We've seen that. They're hitting the ball really hard, which is why they have all the home runs they do have. But they're not putting together an inning. There's no one right now that is striking fear in opponents. There's not a whole lot of consistency in the lineup. And until we do, I mean, they're going to struggle with a team like the Reds that are a team, a similar build, a team where the low end is a little under 500 and the high end is a little over 500. And as of right now, I mean, that's where the Indians still are, even with someone like Shane Bieber pitching out of his mind uh, until they can start getting a little bit more consistency with the offense. This is going to be a frustrating, frustrating team. I will be curious to see if they make any roster moves on Sunday. Um, at this point in time, again, they called up Henches, but he is not pitched. They have only a three-man bench. That's a very small bench for a 26-man roster. I don't know if they would consider sending anyone down. I'd have to go like dive in to see if anyone else has some options. Uh, you know, I feel like Henches was called up very specifically for the fact that that was his day to pitch Saturday. And if McKenzie struggled or could not go as deep as he did, which was five innings, it's a strong performance for him, that Henches was going to be there to kind of fill in that spot. He was there almost entirely as McKenzie insurance because they already had a bullpen that uh, had seen a lot of use. So there's a chance that with Monday being the off day, he could end up being optioned back down and we could see... Uh, a hitter get caught up. I don't think we'll see anything drastic. I don't think this is the time where we see a, a Bobby Bradley out there who's, again, I saw someone with a tweet about, you know, <laughs> that Bobby Bradley is this great defender and that he's in AAA because the Indians want to manipulate his service time. Bobby Bradley's in AAA because he's uh, likely the same thing as Jake Bowers and neither of them are a future starter. Uh, he's going to be 26. There's no service time manipulation. Don't don't get suckered into that talk. Uh, he is down there because he's just frankly doesn't have enough to be able to be a starting first baseman, you know. And I have been very wrong about you know someone like Aguilar who, and I think first baseman in general I tend to miss on because I feel like they have to be spectacular to bring value to to be someone who's going to be a solid player in the big leagues. But Aguilar at least showed a full skill set. 
He did a bit of everything, but none of it great. And Bradley's got amazing power, but that's it. And that's where I, I still kind of stand. And again, for me, what I would rather see as of now is more Naylor at first and Daniel Johnson called up. That That is more, if someone wants to complain, that's where you do it. I mean, everywhere Johnson is a higher ranked prospect than uh, Bobby Bradley and Johnson doesn't have a whole lot else to prove. Though in those Columbus inter-squad uh, matchups against other minor league teams in Arizona right now, Nolan Jones is continuing to just walk a lot and show an advanced approach at the plate. And he's not going to be up here till July, but uh, that you might see Bowers all the way through June. Get a chance to see if he has anything there. And when they call someone up in July... I don't think it's going to be Bobby Bradley. I don't know if Bradley gets a, a look this year, honestly. Uh, I think Nolan Jones mid-year is looking more and more likely like he'll be the guy who steps in at first base. I have been Jeff Ellis. This has been the Lockdown Indians podcast. Remember to rate and review, subscribe, download daily. That all helps our show grow. And for the next year, maybe two, go Tribe. <laughs>